Looking for information about the Clot neighborhood in Barcelona? Well, maybe you are or maybe you aren't. That first sentence is just for the bots anyway. Either way, Morena and I recently moved up to Clot, a neighborhood just past Glorias in Barcelona. Buying the flat was a bit of an adventure, and that's the subject of another episode of this podcast. I think it was episode 58. Today, we're going to talk about Clot, the neighborhood. Hey everybody, it's Daniel. Welcome back to another episode of Spain to Go, the best podcast in the entire multiverse for all things Spain. This is episode 61, and it's about the Clot neighborhood, San Martí, and the future of Barcelona. Now, I know the word clot doesn't sound great in English. It's spelled exactly like clot, like a blood clot. So it sounds sort of disgusting and bloody, actually. In Catalan, the word clot refers to a sort of hole or depression in the ground. Not a valley, but perhaps a grave. Calling a geographical feature a depression doesn't sound great to me either. I don't know. The Spanish translation seems to be hoyo, which, once again, is not exactly a hole, but it is a depressed area in the ground. Anyway, I don't use that word too often either. The name comes from Clotum Melis, a medieval name for the area, so-called because it had beehives centuries ago. In any case, it's part of the Sant Martí district, which was once a town in its own right, called Sant Martí de Provençals. Ready for a completely unrelated side note about Catalan spelling? The Catalans have been unironically using the letter C with a little tail on it since the beginning of time, presumably. It's only in certain words. The football club Barça has a tail on its C, and my Spanish keyboard here on my MacBook has the C with a tail on it, prominently placed next to the Enye. In English, we might call this a C Sedilla. In Catalan, it's C Trencada. And uh, we don't really use it in English, except possibly in French words like façade or garçon. And then only if we're trying to make some big point about our deep knowledge of European linguistics. According to Google, I've used the word façade at least five separate times on this blog, and in no case have I spelled it with a C with a tail on it. I guess I'm not quite the grammar snob I thought I was. All of this because Sant Martí de Provençals is spelled with a C on sals. The C has a little tail on it. That's why it's Provençals and not Provencals, for example. Back to Barcelona. So here in the greater Barcelona area, the district of Sant Martí isn't talked about much. It's north of Glorias and to the right of Avenida Meridiana. Incidentally, Barcelona's only real north-south street. And it goes all the way out to the Besos River on the edge of town. The local custom of building everything on some arbitrary diagonal so that concepts like north and south are largely meaningless, drives me nuts. We'll talk more about that later. Anyway, when we were moving, we would tell people we're going up to Clot, and they'd all say the same thing. Oh wow, 
That's cool. Clot is cool. Meanwhile, we were a bit puzzled. Seems like a normal neighborhood. What's so cool about it? Time to investigate. First cool thing, no tourists. The first thing we realized is that Clot has virtually no tourists. Don't get me wrong, unlike some people in Barcelona, I'm not anti-tourism. For me, mass tourism is something you learn to take for granted if you're living in Barcelona, especially if you're more central. But Clot has almost no tourists. There are a couple of hotels nearby, but the nearest thing that's a big tourist draw is the dusty wreck of a basilica known as Sagrada Familia. And that's about a 20-minute walk away, meaning I can live my daily life in Clot without seeing a single tour group most of the time. This is a big change from our old neighborhoods. Previously, we lived in Barceloneta, down by the beach, and later in Le Chample, right next to Arc de Triomphe and the big bus station. Barceloneta gets wild anytime there's a bit of sun and the whole population, plus half a million tourists, head to the beach. And on weekends, you barely want to be out around Arc de Triomphe, La Rambla, and Plaza Catalunya. There are just too many people milling around. So for a more authentic Vida de Barrio, you have to head outside the center. For example, up to Clot, which isn't on anyone's tourist itinerary. Moving on, Clot neighborhood has some excellent restaurants. We've only been here for a month or so, but for the first few weeks, we didn't have a working stove. So we've already tried several of the local restaurants, and I'm impressed. Back in the Arc de Triomphe area, we were close to Chinatown, which isn't anything like the Chinatowns in London or Bangkok, for example, but which has a lot of good Asian restaurants. Up here, we were originally worried we'd have to go back downtown for lunch, but as it turns out, there are some very good restaurants in Clot as well. If you're looking for Chinese, check out Edifici Deng Yun. You can see links to all of this on the blog expatmadrid.com. I'll put a link to this specific article in the show notes so you can click. Anyway, Edifici Deng Yun is on Avenida de Meridiana. We've just been there twice so far, but the food seems to be more than adequate. I'll report back in a few weeks. Good Thai food can be hard to find in Barcelona. We've been everywhere, and so far it would seem that Khao Thai, right off the edge of the Mercado de Clot, is as good as any of them. Otherwise, if you're looking for Peruvian food, the Clot area has a bunch of options. I love a good ceviche, and so does the United Nations. Apparently, in December 2023, the UNESCO added the preparation and consumption of ceviche to its list of intangible cultural heritage. So far, the best Peruvian restaurant we've found in the neighborhood is Sabor Trujillano on Calle Felipe Segon, or, if you'd prefer in Spanish, Calle Felipe Segundo. For upscale Colombian, check out Muisca on Carrer del Clot. It's a small place, so it's better to get a reservation, but everything we've had there has been great. I'm sure I'll be able to add more to this list soon. For now, I've got a long want-to-go list on Google Maps, and I'm waiting for more excuses to head out to a restaurant instead of cooking. 
Other than that, what's so cool about the Clote neighborhood? Well, I'm still not sure. It's got a lot of vida de barrio in the non-touristy sense, which is nice. The shops actually exist to serve the local population, not the conspicuous consumption of people who are only in town for a weekend. The crowd is diverse. There are a lot more Latin people here than in our previous neighborhoods, for example. And fewer wealthy Germans and Dutch folk. I'm not the type of American expat who's always seeking out other Americans or trying to avoid other Americans for some reason. In any case, I haven't found any in Clote yet. Some people up here are a bit more insistent about speaking Catalan to me as well. Almost nobody speaks Catalan to a geary-looking guy like myself in the center, but out here some people will actually start a conversation in Catalan as if they're expecting me to understand them and sometimes even continue speaking Catalan, even though I'm answering in Spanish. You know, real authentic Catalan lifestyles, just like in the mountains of Girona. I'm joking, of course. The quest for authenticity is dumb. I usually write the word authentic in quotes because, frankly, the quest for authenticity is mostly bullshit. But here's an anecdote. Our first week here... I was excited to buy yogurt in bulk at the municipal market. Bring your own jar to the shop and a girl in a tracksuit will fill it for you and charge you for the weight. Now that I'm an insufferable health nut, I get about half my calories from yogurt, so this was going to be a big step up in my quality of life. On the way to the yeteria, that's the Catalan word for the milk shop, I stopped off to throw some old electronic stuff out at the Punto Limpio. That's the Spanish word for the place where City Hall collects exotic and dangerous garbage. A couple of old ladies were standing there talking to the city worker, the exotic garbage woman, about garbage and about death. It was in Catalan, but the gist of it was that in a society based on disposable, single-use products, City Hall would soon have to offer a place where you can throw away people. Mighty philosophical it was. Anyway, one of the old ladies eventually noticed me standing there, old electronics in hand, and, not wanting me to feel left out, she turned to me. She said something in Catalan. I smiled and nodded. She continued the same thought, also in Catalan. Yup, I commented, trying to look harmless. Just some guy out buying a jar of yogurt. At this point, she realized I wasn't understanding her, and she turned to her friend. Luisa, vámonos, she said in Spanish. This gentleman is waiting in line. So now let's talk about the future of Barcelona. You can't read a single article about city planning in Barcelona without hearing about Ildefonso Cerda, the engineer and urban planner. His 1860 plan for Le Chample, the expansion of the city beyond Gotico and Bourne, is responsible for much of what we today consider to be Barcelona. Cerda laid down Avenida Diagonal and Meridiana. The town of San Martí de Provençals was annexed as part of his expansion of the street grid, and now it's just another Barcelona district. Interestingly, in the original Plan Cerda, Plaza de Glorias was set to be the new city center, and Barcelona 
was to be a city full of parks. Neither of those things came to pass. Perhaps the most notable thing about the Plan Serda is how much of it is still a work in progress, even now, 160 years later. Plaza de Glorias, there's that C with a tail on it again in the Catalan spelling of plaza, has now been under construction for the last decade, and it looks like the work is set to finish this year, in 2024. Glorias isn't yet the city center, but it might be someday. It's the meeting point of Barcelona's three main streets, Gran Via, Diagonal, and Meridiana. Avinguda Meridiana, in particular, has some main street vibes that are still underdeveloped. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when the obras are done, but I'm not holding my breath. There's also a lot of construction going on nearby in La Sagrera, where the government is allegedly building one of the largest train stations in Europe, which will someday replace Sants as the main node for the high-speed trains connecting Spain with France. I say allegedly because all this has been happening for more than a decade now, and nobody wants to venture a guess as to when it's going to be finished. The new station will also bring with it a new park, Barcelona's largest green space, which will follow the train tracks for four kilometers. Parque del Camí Comtal, now nothing but a giant hole in the ground with the rail lines running along the bottom, might be pretty nice someday. For now, though, this is all hypothetical. Ildefonso Cerda died in 1876. His tomb out in the cemetery at Montjuic is adorned with his famous octagonal street grid. And slowly, his plan moves forward. That's about all I've got for today. Just a couple of final notes before we wrap up. Nearly everything in Barcelona has both a Catalan name and a Spanish name. So Plaza de Catalunya is also Plaza de Catalunya. Glorias is also Glorias. Avinguda Meridiana is Avenida Meridiana. Much of the time, the spelling changes more than the pronunciation, and I tend to use whichever one first pops into my head, without any real system. In this article, I've used more Catalan spellings, but if you're hearing me on the podcast, you may not have noticed I'm just saying the closest approximation to the Catalan as I can, but I make no promises about the authenticity of my Catalan pronunciation. Anyway, clot is always clot. Nobody's calling it eloyo or anything like that. Have you been to the clot neighborhood? Is it super cool? Is Glorias set to be the new center of Barcelona? Do you ever wish that Cerda had made his street grid follow a north-south orientation so we could say head north three blocks like people in other cities do? Let me know what you think on the blog expatmadrid.com. You can contact me, expatmadrid.com slash contact. You could donate to this blog, expatmadrid.com slash donate. You could subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, leave me some stars if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. There's lots of ways you can support. I'm very happy that you have found me however you found me, mysteries of the internet. Thank you 
very much for listening, and I hope you have a happy 2024. Hasta la próxima. Bye.